a man who was an absolute superstar for the Carlton Football Club, was drafted at pick number two in 2002, 202 games with the footy club, 139 goals. He's retired, but he loves a place that much that he can't leave. Andrew Walker now going back to the club as a development and integration coach. And he joins us on the program this morning to have a chat. Andrew, good morning and uh, congratulations uh, on the new role. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good morning. Um, I started yesterday, so it was uh, a bit of a shock to the system. I'd had, um, I'd had 12 weeks off and uh, finally getting back into the, the Carlton training year again, mate. It was a, it was a pretty good feeling. How was it going Mate, back into the club? Because as a as a retired player, like I know in my sport, I would f- I went back to the team and it felt just really foreign to me. All of a sudden, being considered as a staff member and not as a player, did you find that tough? I did actually. There was um, yeah, we we usually go for lunch after um, the main the main session on a Monday, and after lunch the players will go and have a coffee, and the coaches will go off somewhere else and have a coffee, and I was. <laughs> I was a little bit torn on which way to go, but um, yeah, that's, that's going to be part of the transition, I guess. I'm, I'm still really close mates with a lot of the, lot of the players, and um, yeah, I, and, and I don't ever want to lose that relationship. So I decided to go have a coffee with the players. Oh, good work! <laughs> and you, <laughs> you'll start to realise how differently the players are treated, and you think, oh, geez, we're treated so well considering how the staff are generally treated. But that's all to come for you. Talk to me about your retirement. When you announced your retirement, how long had you been planning for that in your head? Yeah, I spoke to I spoke to Bolts when he when he got the job, and um, obviously I'd been battling a knee injury for probably the most part of three, even close to four years. So um, it was it was starting to wear me down a fair bit, and at the start of the year going into the pre-season, um, I was just going to give it one really, really good crack. And if it didn't work, well, you know, I hadn't left any stone unturned. So um, I had been planning for it for a while. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty sore and was basically unplayable at, at the elite level. So um, I didn't want to be selfish and, and try and continue to get myself out there because it was only going to be to the detriment of the side. Andrew... Talk to us about Brendan Bolton because we've seen so much of him since he's come in. He, a lot of people say he's the smiling assassin and all that sort of stuff. But I'm sure there's another side to him. But I've watched both of the, the documentaries that the Carlton Footy Club put out, The Journey, and I just sort of watch him and feel like I, I want to play for him. Is he that infectious as a player that you just you listen to everything he says and think, this guy's got us going on the right path? Yeah, and that happened from day one, mate. It was just incredible the way that he was able to to capture a, a crowd and, and in our sake, our team. He was just amazing at being able to get everybody to, to listen to his messaging and um, everyone jumped on board really quickly. Um, we were a side that had been down for a few years and, and players were starving some success and um, we were we were just wrapped to get someone like Bolts to come in and, and just change the club the way he has. He's just put some really really good standards in place and um, I think that's part of the reason why I got the job because he he sort of saw the way that I trained and and hopefully I can continue those standards going with the uh, with the players that I'm, I'm trying to develop. In in your head did you want to be working at the club or did you have other plans and this kind of came in as an opportunity you couldn't refuse? Yeah it's funny over over the last three years um, being so injured um, I, I started to work closer um, with with younger players, and I was obviously not not able to get myself out in the track all the time, and 
Um, from that, I saw a bit of a benefit, and there was some positives that come from being injured. Was the fact that I did get to help develop these kids in in other aspects of the game. So I was working with guys in the in the fitness area and sort of the strength and conditioning area, and trying to pass on some of the knowledge that I'd sort of um, learnt over the over the 13 years of being a being a player. And um, I guess you know, like most athletes, there's a there's a selfish side to to being an AFL player. Um, and I think the last three years of being injured, I've become a lot more unselfish and, and really started to embrace um, the developing side of, of football. And um, I think it was probably the last couple of years that I really did see myself um, being a development coach at, at, some, at some stage. Yeah, I love hearing that because I felt the same mm. way when I retired. I was so proud of the young kids. It's almost like they were my own kids. I was so proud when they were doing well and I wanted to share as much of my experiences with them as I could because you know how much that means to you as a player when you have a role model or someone looking over you and watching out for you. Yeah, 100%. And I, I did mention that uh, when I did retire, I, the first people that come to mind um, that you want to thank um, besides your family and and your coaches are the, the guys that you remember um, from the first moment you walked into the club. And, and the guys that stuck out to me were Andrew Carrazzo, um, one, because he was the same age as me, and he, we just straight away had a friendship. Um, the other guy was Heath Scotland, um, who was four years into an AFL career and who'd just been traded from Collingwood to Carlton. And, and those guys just, just come straight up to me, and it wasn't like it was false. It was, um, it was one of those moments that I always sort of treasured and and till this day I've got a really close bond with those two guys and um, I'm hoping that uh, it's funny like uh, my role is development coach and integration coach but I'm I'm trying to um, make sure that I've still got a a player relationship with them and, and I can be that person that they remember. When you look at your time at the club, I think we um, th- there's a lot about loyalty and there's a lot about players moving clubs to try and win premierships. What do you think is more important, being that one club player or kind of searching for that premiership so that by the time you retire, you have that premiership? Yeah, I'm going to be biased because I've been lucky enough to be um, a one club player and it was for 13 years at a at one of the biggest clubs in the AFL. But, um, you know, there's, there's players that are played at the elite level for the same amount of time that have been once again starved of success and and really are craving a premiership and and some of them will do do um, extraordinary things and and go to extraordinary lengths to be able to um, to be able to play in a premiership so um, I can understand both sides of it but you know I've been fortunate enough um, that Carlton gave me an opportunity back in 2003 and I was able to hold uh, my end of the bargain and, and stay there for 13 years and play 202 games. Well, as Carlton continues on its journey, they need your unwavering support next season. Become Bound by Blue and sign up for a 2017 membership. Call 1300 Carlton or visit membership.carltonfc.com.au. Andrew, thanks for joining us this morning and best of luck in the new role. Hope it goes really well. No worries. Thanks, guys.